0: what's up everyone and welcome to the neutral zone the packers edition i'm here with tyler stevens i'm mason malik and let's just jump right into this thing packers win two in a row there after their 38 to 3 loss to the saints and look like they're well on their way to a playoff push already in week three give us your early takes on the season as a whole and go into the game a little bit of us with the 49ers as well.
1: So what I see so far is that the NFC North absolutely stinks except for the Packers. So things are looking very good and it's kind of, as I expected, not to sound too arrogant, but I really didn't think anyone in this division was going to be able to compete with the Packers. Now it's still early, but Packers are rolling right now. They got two wins in a row. I mean, the lions win, Everyone expected them to, to win that one. But this game up up against the Niners on the road, that is a big game. They were underdogs, and, I mean, they only won this game by, what, two points? But it should have been a, by a lot wider margin than that. They had some very unfortunate calls not go their way. And there was a few times within this game when they had the opportunity to kind of bury them, and they didn't. So this could have been, you know, a two-three score game. And it, re- it really felt that way based on the play on the field. So I'm feeling even better about this team than what the score would indicate.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to go back to the NFC North real quick. Uh, the Vikings, they should have beat the Cardinals there. So they could very easily be two and one right now. Uh, they had a very impressive win versus the Seahawks. So I'm pretty sure the bears are out of it, but, and the lions, but Vikings might be able to make a push here. We'll see. And, going back to the 49ers I did pick them to win so I agree it was a it was a very impressive win especially that drive at the end talk about that last drive at the end I I even was talking to you saying oh 30 seconds left that's that's too much time for Aaron Rodgers
1: so the main thing is when the Packers had the ball I think it was fourth and four they were up by three and Matt LaFleur decided to bring the field goal unit on the field to put put him up by six and honestly I hated that decision because being up by six isn't much better than being up by three because you still get beat with a touchdown. And then on top of that, the team's not going to settle for the field goal. So you're basically forcing them to play it aggressive and go for it on fourth every time, making it even harder to stop them. So I really didn't like that call, but it worked out because the Niners scored the touchdown. They left 37 seconds on the clock and Rodgers drove us down the field with two nice passes to Devontae, and they got within field goal range, and Clutch Crosby does it again. This man is an absolute machine. Uh, It seems like he's the ageless wonder, and I think it was a very thrilling end to to a very good football game, but like I said, a game the Packers should have won by more.
0: Yeah, I think – you might not have liked the call originally, but it, it definitely worked out, and maybe the numbers would say that it was the right decision.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know what what the numbers say that that was just my take on it. I didn't like it, but yeah, it worked out. Had they not done that, game could have ended up a lot different. Um, and let's let's jump into someone who on the last drive had a few big plays. Everyone in the stadium knew the ball was going to Devontae Adams, yet. The Niners couldn't stop it, and that seems to be a theme over the past year or so with the Packers and Adams. I mean, you look at his his receptions through the first three games. He's got 25 receptions, and the next most on the team is MVS with six. After that is Lazard with three. Cobb has three, and St. Brown has one. That's it for receivers. They're not spreading it around, and teams know is going to be getting the ball, and they still can't stop it. What, what's a team got to do to slow down Devontae? Is it, is it even possible at this point?
0: Sometimes you can't. It's what great players do. It's very impressive, and
1: it's it's been very enjoyable to watch.
0: Yeah, what was your thought on that hit there, that big hit on Devontae?
1: That, that scared me a lot when Devontae went down there. There absolutely should have been a flag on that play. I think that that was an obvious call. I don't know how they missed – I don't know how they don't call anything on that, but they let some of the ticky-tack stuff they were flagging all night. I I just don't – I don't get it. There was no consistency. It was very scary. I thought it could have been a big-time injury, the way he looked and laid on the field. But luckily, he was able to get right back in there. And it seemed to be nothing too bad. So seems like he came 14. in a
0: little bit too quick from that injury. Ten, I think there was a rumor about them just kind of take go, <laughs> not really evaluating him correctly.
1: I mean, I I can't. I'm not a doctor. I can't speak for any of that. It did seem very quick from what I thought. I was very surprised to see him go back in there. But you got to trust the, these the medical guys on in the NFL because. There's some of the best in the business. So if, if, if they cleared him, I, I feel pretty,
0: pretty safe. There's also some shady stuff that happens behind the scenes, I imagine. Oh, we're I'm not sure going to get too is. much into that. Um, I really want to talk about the offensive line because I know there were some concerns, especially with Jenkins being out. What were your thoughts on the left tackle situation in that game and just overall as a whole? So –
1: we know all off season I've been raving about the Packers depth. And I'm I know you're absolutely sick of hearing it, the depth am. on the offensive line, because it's all I've been talking about all off season. And what I said last week is this offensive line will be tested. The the depth will be tested against the 49ers because Bakhtiari's still out and then filling in his in his shoes was Elton Jenkins and he was out as well. So that forced Yash Nyman to make his first career start, the former undrafted uh, tackle who um, is an athletic freak but had all kinds of injury issues coming out leading to him not getting drafted. And they've had him on their roster for a few years bringing him along. And this was his time to shine. And he went in there and facing Nick Bosa, he allowed zero pressures on the night. Now, one one caveat to that is he did have a few – big penalties i think he had a hold and a face mask and he had a few things that would have been pressures if he didn't commit a penalty so it's a little bit it's a little bit cheap to say he had zero pressures but he had a great game it looked like in his first drive he was going to be a reason they were going to lose this game he looked like a mess he looked nervous he looked unprepared but after that he settled in very nicely and played a very good game
0: yeah, it's, it's kind of shocking. I'm just – I'm like you said, I'm sick of hearing about this depth. But when the depth keeps showing up, there's not much I could say at this point.
1: <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Outside of Billy Turner in this game, the rest of the offensive line, the other four spots, had a combined one road start in their careers. So all these guys were pretty much playing, like, their first road game and first road game with fans. And they, they were pretty great. I mean, you look at the pressures allowed down, down the, the line. You had not, Yash Neiman with zero, Royce Newman, or actually John Runyon with two at left guard, Myers with two at center, Newman with one at right guard, and Billy Turner on the other tackle spot had zero as well. Billy Turner is someone who's not getting enough recognition right now because he is playing some great football, maybe the best of his career.
0: Yeah, and coming up, the Packers have the Steelers, and I'm looking at the injury report right here. We got Jenkins did not participate again today. So, looks like, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. We'll have to see what the Friday designation says. But right now, it looks like he might not play again. And
1: I, I think that's very likely that he won't play. And now this offense line is going to have another test going up against the Steelers. But what may, what helped the offensive line so much was they're doing all kinds of chips and they're keeping guys in to help, you know, help with Bosa, help with Armstead. They had extra bodies in there to help out, and I think that was so crucial to why neither tackle allowed a pressure in this game. They weren't put on an island, you know, all game. They, so it's not like it's not like they were dominant the way sometimes Bakhtiari or Jenkins are out on an island. It wasn't quite like that. They were getting the help but that's something they're going to need to continue because, yeah, it sounds like Jenkins
0: might not be back this week. It's almost as if you chip the other team star players that it actually slows them down. I, I wouldn't know what that's like for my team, but yeah, yeah, the it's, point,
1: Nobody tell the a... Bears you can do that.
0: <laughs> and I'm looking at the Steelers injury report here, and I see a couple big names as well. I see Juju did not participate and Ben Roethlisberger, so I don't know what's going on there. But right now, it doesn't look too good.
1: And Deontay Johnson's coming back from an injury, and he's—I think he's questionable as well. So they are a little banged up. And this this offense for for the Steelers hasn't looked very good. And Big Ben—he's looking very old. So this is going to be—it's going to be a test because they're still a good football team. They're still a good roster, but this offense isn't what it used to be.
0: So let's let's go into this matchup a little bit. It seems like Packers are at home—a four twenty-five p.m. game. What are your quick thoughts about it so far?
1: So we saw the Packers' defense bounce back, or not bounce back, but start start to play even better against the 49ers. They did give up, what, 28 points, but the defense made some plays, and that gives me a little confidence going into the Steelers because I don't think the Steelers' offense is quite as good as the Niners. So this is an opportunity for the defense to take another step. We saw a little bit of adjustments from Joe Barry in this past game so i'd like to see him continue that going forward it's nice having adjustments on defense you know we're strangers to that with mike Penton for years so it's Mm -hmm, it's 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 fun to see
0: looks like the steelers uh, they had that very impressive win versus the bills week one but we all know how week one goes a lot of weird stuff happens and then they they've lost pretty badly to the raiders and Bengals, so A lot of us thought this Steelers team was for real after week one, and it does not seem to be the case.
1: And one big weakness of this Steelers team that I think the Packers could kind of take advantage of is their offensive line. The Steelers do not have a good offensive line, and that's probably a big reason why their offense isn't very good. And the Packers' D-line really got it going last week. I mean, Kenny Clark was an absolute monster against the 49ers. And Rashawn Gary had some nice pressures as well. I think back-to-back plays, it looked like he, if he didn't get credit with the sack, he at least forced the sack. And then I think it was like third and 20, and the Packers, it was some kind of garbage call that gave the Niners an automatic first down. But, But what I'm saying is, this front seven on defense seemed to have really got it going against the Niners. They even slowed down that, that daunting running game. So they're going to ha- go up against another team that likes to run the ball quite a bit in uh, Pittsburgh this week. So I'd like to see this front seven continue to improve as the season goes.
0: Yeah. And like you said, their offensive line has struggled and along with the wide receiver situation, they're probably gonna, they're going to rely on their tight ends. They're going to rely on Harris. So, it's going to be a big test for the Packers' run defense to really show what they're about, and we might see Mason Rudolph too.
1: <laughs> yep, you don't know. And the the thing with this offense that Packers have to watch out for is Najee Harris. He had 19 targets out of the backfield last week, or not necessarily out of the backfield, but as the running back with 19 targets, that is absolutely insane. And we know historically the Packers have trouble defending receiver or running backs coming out of the backfield so hopefully that's not going to be a problem for them on Sunday but I, it's something to keep in mind
0: yeah right, let's get into a record or not a record a score prediction sorry what are you thinking in terms of a score for this game
1: I think the Packers are going to win this one pretty handily what, what's the Vegas line I don't, I don't even know
0: I'll look it up right now
1: I guess I'll go with my prediction. As you're looking that up, I think the Packers are going to win this one, pretty in a pretty controlled fashion. I think I'll go with I'll go with thirty. I'm going to go with a pretty basic score. Thirty-one seventeen is my score prediction.
0: And the line is six and a half. Six and, and a half. Yeah, six and a okay. half. Yeah, six okay. That's to pretty seven, fair. So.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll stick with my score prediction. So. I'll go with 31 17.
0: You know, especially Packers being at home here and with the Steelers' struggles and injury concerns, I think, yeah, I think I'm going to take the Packers this week. So I think I'm thinking a similar score as well. I'm thinking like 34 21, something along those lines. So definitely a a cover situation for the Packers. Easy money. Let's go get that money. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anything else you want to talk about about the matchup? Uh, I'm. matchup in particular you want to talk about or anything like that
1: well let's talk a little bit about the emergence of eric stokes on this packers defense because it seems like ever ever since he kind of took over in that cornerback two spot that this defense has been getting progressively better and he had a very good game the other night he had 86 snaps with he was targeted ten times, but only allowed three receptions for twenty-seven yards and had three pass breakups. So he's looking like, looking like the Packers may have found a, a real good player in Stokes. It's very early, so I'm tempering my expectations. But so far, he looks really good, even for a rookie cornerback.
0: And yeah, is Kevin King? I think I saw he was a did not participant today. Yeah, he,
1: he, he, he once again was not participating in practice so he could be out as well again so it could be even more opportunity for Stokes to get a lot of reps although even if King was back I think Stokes I think that's his job now so I think even if Kevin's able to play I think that only provides them with more depth so it's not necessarily a bad thing to get him back in there even though everyone complains about his struggles but if another injury happens to this defensive back room, they're going to be very thin. So they they could use King to return very soon.
0: Yeah, and whoever's out there is going to have an easier matchup with those wide receiver concerns for the Steelers. But we will have to see. Of course, let's let's talk about one thing real quick. What's going on with Big Ben when he is playing? Every time I look on Twitter, there's some weird play, like where he's like unathletic, falling, tripping, making a bet. Like it's just it looks terrible. When I look so, at his stats, they're not that bad.
1: No, and they're not. But the thing is, that offensive line is so bad that he's getting pressure, and he just he can't escape like he used to be able to. He used to be able to, even for a big guy, he would move, navigate the pocket a little bit, get out of, avoid a few sacks, and he just doesn't have that anymore. And he just looks like he's in pain out there all the time. You know, I think age is just creeping up on him and – age is undefeated. It's it's going to come for everybody and it seems like it's coming for Big Ben very fast. And I don't I don't know what they're going to do long term because it looks like he's deteriorating here, which is very unfortunate to see, but he's still going to give you a f- fight, so
0: you got to can't count him out. Which is why what Tom Brady is doing is considering age only wise is pretty impressive, but he is on a stacked team, so It is what it is. But if you don't have anything else, uh, I think we can wrap this up.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good place to, to wind down.
0: All right. Sounds good. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back with the end of this Steelers game to see if the Packers can pull it out and get a victory.